Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! In your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. Come on! Remember what the college professor said? All those 
things come back to you and you try and justify why you cannot write, you don't think God knows that? He calls you to write because he knows you love words. He knows that you have been a reader ever since you were young. You've loved the spoken word. Whenever you're around anyone who is just speaking, it's like words are 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 different. You love them. You're like what they call a wordsmith. You love words and how people put them together, how they communicate their thoughts. And one of the things I need to share with you is the command that God has given us. God has said, write, <laughs> write the vision. If he's given you a vision, he wants you to write it down. If he's spoken to you, he wants you to write it down. Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Meaning right now we don't have papyrus as they did a long time ago or animal skins. We have paper. We also have a computer. Whatever way you write, put it down. Write it down. Journaling is writing that journaling is a journey that you don't want to miss. Your journaling is going to be a book. Your journaling, for some of you, may be a play or a movie or the TV show. God is the creator of communication. He's the creator of the written word, and the Lord is the word of God. So God loves words, and it's amazing. Um, what he's saying in the scripture. He said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Oh, so see, the words are not for just us. The words are for whoever God's going to send to see your words, hear your words. Because before anything is produced, whether it's a book, a novel, a play, a movie, a TV show, script, written words have to be put down. It has to the word. But even before that, it has to start with an idea. Now, as children of God, we have consecrated minds. God is... Has, has are using us, and he loves to co-labor with his creation, and he loves to use our abilities and put his super on our natural to make it supernatural so that when people read it, watch it, hear it, they're going to go, that's God. That's God. Remember when Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only speak what my father speaks. In Habakkuk, I want to go before that passage up to chapter 1, verse, uh, let's see, 13. Because it's really interesting of why he tells them to write the vision and some of the and the key of that is what he's saying before in chapter one, and is so appropriate for the day we live in. Habakkuk chapter one verse thirteen, thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and cast not look on iniquity, wherefore lookest upon them that deal treacherously, 
and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he? He's saying, are we to hold our tongue when we see so much treachery and evil around us? Verse 14, and maketh men as fishes of the sea, being things that have no ruler over them. They take up all of them with their angle, their agenda. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. He's using fishermen term, terms. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. They have no knowledge of what is happening to them. Is that not what's going on today? Therefore, they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense into their drag because by them their portion is fat, that they just want all the material things. They want what everybody has. They want what this world wants. And their meat plenteous. Shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continuously to slay the nations? Ladies and gentlemen, God is saying, and in the next chapter, that's when he says, write the vision and make it plain, so that the a person who hears it and sees it may run with it. God is saying for us to enter the net, the internet, those words, and draw out the people that are bound up, caught up in other nets, other evil devices. That is why it is so important for us to write. I asked God when he told me to write my first book, Be Made Whole, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm not whole. Um, why are you calling it this? And he spoke to me and said, you will be. And then I remember when I was crying out and like, why am I telling all these things? It's all because it's personal testimonies. Why am I telling all these things? It was things that God had done in my life. And you can look back in the archives and you can see when I talk about the various things in my book, Be Made Whole. But one of the things he said is he asked, he said for me to look, and I had a New Testament over to the right-hand side of my computer. And he spoke to me and he said, I come in on the testimony of my people. That is why we write. We are not to come up with gimmicky things. We're not to come up with things that sound good or might, may impress some man or executive. We're to come up with the God idea, the God-infused, the God-given things you have gone through and had victory over through the Holy Spirit. And those are the things he wants you to write. Oh, see, it's all about his kingdom. It's not about us. Matter of fact, my second book that I'm about to publish, it's not about you. Mm -mm. It's about his kingdom, what he wants to do with his kingdom, how he wants to go after those who are lost. When I wrote my book, I tell you, I, got, I actually sent it in to a faithwriters.com for review because that was one thing that I heard that is good if you get someone to review it. And I tell you, I had went through so much. I put it down. I realized that I there's people to edit it so I didn't have to worry about spelling and how it sounded grammatically because when God will give you an editor, they will make those things right, but they'll keep your voice. Really, because it's your voice that is going to penetrate the, the darkness 
along with the voice of the Lord co-laboring with you. But what was really amazing, and I'll never forget where this happened. I was at a conference. I had just went up to my room, and I saw the email, and the woman had sent me her um, review over Be Made Whole. And I tell you, I could have thought I had just won the Academy Award. I started crying because it was so God, because I kept telling God I couldn't do it, and the enemy didn't want me to um, write this book. But I'm just going to read this, and it's not to puff me up. It's just to encourage you. It says, this true story of one woman's struggle and lessons in trusting the Lord is amazing in its honesty and depth. Her willingness to be vulnerable in sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of her life makes the book's message so much more understandable. The most edifying part is how many times she stood on God's word when she had nothing else and no glimmer of hope in the natural, and how he walked right beside her to take her to new places in his will she had never even considered. That's what God's going to do with the things you are to write. He says in his word, Psalm 96.3, and this is a New Living Translation, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. You were born an original, and as Tim's story says, don't die a copy. God has got a God idea for you. Somebody is waiting for you on the other side of your obedience to your God story. Now, one of the things also I wanted to share with you, and I want you to get, and it doesn't have to be just grab a piece of paper somewhere next to you in a pen, because I'm going to read some scripture to you, and then I'm going to have you do an exercise. It's a very, I, I truly believe, and I thank you, God, that you're going to speak to every listener who does this exercise. So get your pen and get your piece of paper. Jeremiah 36, 28 says, take another scroll and write on it. All the words that were on the first scroll. Ezekiel 37, 6. Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it. Mark 10, excuse me. Luke 1, 3. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orally account for you. God is asking us to write. Now, if you have that piece of paper, for the next minute, I'm going to pose a question to you. Nobody has to see this. It's just you. I want you to write down why you're not writing. 
what is holding you back. Father, I thank you for this time. Now, for everyone who has done that, I would love to hear how God has blessed you. Please email me. My email address is hollywoodlion, L-I-O-N, at gmail.com. If you want to call in, the number is 646-378-0392, and then press the 1. Right now, I want to play a very important clip. This is from Mark Stibbe, whose father, he's going to tell you about what who his father was, but he's commanding and encouraging those of us who are called to write. So listen. So as you write technical difficulties, we here it is. Mark Stibby. So as you write down, you type into your iPad, your notebook, your your laptop, your journal, whatever it is, you write it down or type it down, whatever kind of down it is, 
you will find that the Lord will give you more than just the single simple thing that you started with. He may give it to you there and then, or you will find, like I do, I've just got reams of notes here on this iPad, and I never have to delete any of them. What I do is I come back to them on long-distance flights and train rides and so on, and I look at them again, and I think, oh, man, and I get more, because the same anointing that rested upon me for the initial conception now rests upon me for the gestation and birth. And there are the seeds of novels. There are the seeds of other kinds of writing in this iPad. I've said to Ali, my wife, if anything ever happens to me, get this and make sure that somebody follows through on some of these things. Maybe one of my children, because my children, I believe, have got a writer's anointing too. Not that I want them to write my stuff, but I do want the Lord's stuff out there. So I believe there's a calling upon the children of God, to get writing. Now, how does that call come? Very briefly, I know of only three ways. Inheritance, instruction, and impartation. First of all, inheritance. My adoptive father, Philip Stibbe, who was a wonderful man, I, w- I was born in 1960 to a single-parent mom. I don't know my natural biological father's name. I don't know if he's still alive. But I was adopted along with my twin sister into a wonderful family. Philip and Joy Stibbe adopted me. Philip Stibbe was a close friend of C.S. Lewis and of J.R.R. Tolkien. In the years before and after the Second World War, my dad used to dine with Lewis every Tuesday night. Um, He wasn't a Christian, my dad, at the time, but after three or four years of that, um, he didn't really stand a chance because... You know what, Lewis was not just interested in taking hold of a handful of students to mentor them in literature and philosophy and theology. He wanted to see them come to Jesus. My dad was one of those. But I realized growing up as a child, I was surrounded by C.S. Lewis books and Tolkien books, the books of the Inklings, this group around Lewis and Tolkien that used to meet in a pub in Oxford. And my dad used to read. As he sat at a rocking chair, uh, my father used to read Narnia and Middle Earth to the children. That's me. And, and we always knew when it was time to go to bed because the rocking chair would start slowing down. And then when dad stopped, mom would usher us hen-like towards our bedrooms going, shh, so we didn't wake dad up. One of the things about my life is that I'm a storyteller, right? But I think I've got that as an inheritance. The other thing, I didn't share this at the first service, Sue, but this is really interesting. Last summer, I found out what my biological birth name is, my surname, and it's Story. So even all the while, you know only the inheritance from your adoptive father, then suddenly the Holy Spirit comes left field and says, oh, by the way, this is your DNA. Be grateful, honor those who came before you. You'll have people in your family tree, some of you, you know, who either were songwriters or storytellers, poets or artists, or were radically impacted by such people. And you need to say, if there's anything good in that, I receive it and I honor it in the name of Jesus. So inheritance is a big deal. Secondly, instruction. 
Uh, even while somebody is teaching into this, like I am now, a calling is being activated. Some of you have had a writing call upon your life for a long time, but it's gone fallow. And this morning, I say in the name of Jesus, it's time to reactivate that call upon your life. And some of you have had a half-written novel or a half-written poem or a half-written movie script sitting somewhere collecting dust for a long time. And I'm saying to you, in the name of Jesus, the wave that's coming will release all that has been put in you and is on that paper and it now needs to be finished because what you start you must finish others of you are getting a new calling right now as you hear this uh, I remember I did a talk ladies and gentlemen that is Mark Stibby he has a powerful teaching on um, it's time to write or he calls it write on if you'd like to go and purchase that, his um, name of the website is fathershousetrust.com. And it's Mark Stibbe, S-T-I-B-B-E. And that whole series was given to me and the impartation that flows from what he's speaking about is powerful. He even says that when God is giving us things to write for his kingdom, writing angels will come. I know of a woman right now who is, her books, God has commanded her to write five books. And she's already published her third. And the first book, and one thing about writing, you can hear the voice of the author when when someone's writing, so unless they're getting a direct download. And she got a direct download from God in the prologue, talking about what happened up in the heavenly. And her book, um, Sue Griffin's The Sons of El Elyon, is amazing. And when it comes to the screen, all these young people who have been grown up on Harry Potter and all this other darkness are going to see such, going to dispel the darkness, because this is God's truth based in 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 a in a novel in novels I should say that it parallels modern day and then it shows the heavenly. So I just love books like that, like This Present Darkness and Left Behind, because it's really dealing with where we're at. So I just want to encourage those who are writers to write on, as Mark Stibby would say. And know that you definitely have a calling and a destiny over your life. If you, again, if you do have a testimony or would like to ask me a question or um, just email me at hollywoodlion at gmail.com. So until next time, be blessed. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! <laughs> you in your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. Come on!
good to us. <laughs> you brought us from a mighty long way. That's why we love you. Come on. 